Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I can't stop playing this song, New York City. I'm listening to it. Bev's listening to it. Sam's listening to it. It, it, it's been a rough two days. Father's Day at that. But here we are. Here we are, New York City. The worst has happened. Uh, let's go, New York City. <laughs> My young friend. Uh, I thought I was over it. I, I, I joined a couple of uh, long group chats with Nets fans only. I thought I was exercising the demons. Bam. Everybody hurts sometimes, man. But why does it seem like it's always me? You know, I, the other day, I, I didn't even realize I got so drunk after the game. I was looking through my old tweets, and I said, this is for all Brooklyn Ed fans, and I played the Lean on Me scene from uh, the Mr. Clark movie. <laughs> so how bombed was I by myself listening, watching that scene, just oh. needing to be uplifted, man? Sam, what are you doing to cope? Um, I... I'm trying. The, what I've been doing is I'm rationalizing that the the injuries themselves are just are just bad luck. Because for me, the more I thought about Joe Harris and what could have been and what happens if they would have won this round and all that stuff, like I honestly find the what ifs that are non-injury related to be too painful. And so I'm trying to live in the world of you know like. The NBA gods just weren't on our on our side for this for this run, and it's cl- I mean, look, it's clear whether you hate the Nets or you like the Nets, like it's clear they were the most talented team, and they probably would have won the title. So like, it's hard for me to get too too upset because it's almost it's it's way worse when you feel like there's a major coaching blunder or even like a couple of plays that could have gone either way, which clearly last, which clearly not last night, but which clearly uh, game seven had. Fuck but, it, let, let's, let's do this then. Let's do this. Cause I know where you're going. Yep. But I want to, I want to make sure you land on the, on, on the correct landing strip. Why did we lose game seven? Go ahead, Sam, go right into it. I know Bam is like a pit bull, uh, beside, behind a, uh, a steel fence. But hold on, hold, hold the hate and vitriol for a second, Bam. Sam, I, I felt this was where you were going. Tell us why we lost game seven. I mean, look, I could do the simple answer that that is just, you know. No, we tell weren't, the truth, Sam. We tell the truth, Sam. Why did we actually, <laughs> living in the world of reality, why did we lose? We lost because everybody on the team except that uh, sharpshooter from Virginia – didn't step up and you know, he makes, he, he doesn't have a catastrophic choke job. And instead he has a normal choke job. The, no, the, the Nets, are, the Nets are playing uh, Atlanta right now. He needed to make two shots, not in one game, just one more shot 
in game three and or game seven and we're and we're winning a cha- and we're off to winning a championship I bam why'd we lose game seven well we, we lost game seven maybe because of Joe Harris but we lost the series because of health yep that's True. the bottom line and that's my story and I'm sticking to it and that's what makes this sadder for me because it's it's there's no there's no like anger for me to direct at anybody. I, I'm not as angry at Joe Harris as everybody else. I think that's missing the forest for the trees. If that's how you say that, uh, Sam. But you, I think you know what I'm trying to say. No, I definitely. It it's the health, man. It's the health that 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 should not have been a competitive series. But you know, if you, we lost four to the last five games, three out of the last four, and we lost them because we we weren't healthy enough talent wise to compete. It, it took Durant having, you know, Herculean performances to keep us in games at home. Right. You know, that, that that's really all there is to it. And but that's isn't that what he's supposed part. to do? Isn't that what he's supposed to do? Like, we, we, we signed he up did. for the Herculean performances. Like, I, 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 I feel like that's what he was supposed to do, and he did it. I and disagree. Consi- I don't think we did sign up for that. We signed up for three players to dominate. We didn't, we didn't put all our eggs in one guy's basket. You go out, you trade for the third star, thinking that's your insurance. You know, and we lost both our insurance policies. Every time that, I our bitch, shit lapsed. I, I every time I bitch moan and complain about ever, you know, not doing this trade, um, or or not doing the things that landed these guys, my fear was always health. It was always health at their age. And how big of a window do we really have? Because the first year of Kevin Durant, we you know, we basically uh, uh, threw it away, you know. Um, uh, you know there was that was we forfeited the first year, not not at, for any of our own fault, but so we knew we were going to eat that year. Now we have to have this year where we're not healthy. Uh, it's weird. It's COVID. It, you know, uh, I I think with the training camp. And if and them getting their hands on on Harden earlier, I'm thinking maybe they could get him healthy. Um, but like Sean Marks said today, in, in his uh, you know end of season presser, he said it's hard to it's hard to argue with a, a player of that caliber. And he was talking about Harden. So I don't know how much we could tell him in the losing weight part. But my fear for a player like Harden is if you're fat. The whole time you're young, or most of your career, or for any extended part of your career, you're eventually going to have lower extremity uh, injuries. But and the difference, just... the, the, so the only thing I'll push back on though with Harden is that, and and look, I I've gone into multiple Twitter wars with a lot of different fans about the Harden thing because I think, I, I think the Kyrie thing is bad luck. I think the Harden thing is more self-inflicted because the dude came into. Uh, training camp looking like honestly gross and he still people thought that he somehow got into good shape when he got to the nets when he was still a fraction of how he looked during his mvp candidacies like over the last couple of years and he never got into good shape and the other thing people have to understand and like if you're not a huge like nba like general nba fan that's fine but like you listen to enough podcasts listen to enough players talk about it like these players don't play into shape during the year during the year is actually where when a lot of players gain weight because there's a ton of time especially during covid there's a ton of time in hotel rooms flying like in cars in uh buses in whatever like they're not they're not doing yeah and they're yeah they're, they're playing video games like that's what a lot of their their life is so for all this talk about like oh well dur- well during the during the regular season, he had that MVP run. Two things can be true. He could he could have um, been unbelievable in the regular season and at the same time also been in bad shape, but he's an athletic specimen, as we just saw, because he because he like was playing on a, a, a hamstring injury that usually keeps you out someone out four to eight weeks, and he right. still was like able to fucking play in a game seven against one of the best Eastern conference teams we've seen in a, in a, in a pretty decent amount of time. But with all that said, I do think that he, look, he is the most riding on, on, on this whole Brooklyn experiment more than Kyrie. And even to a certain extent to Katie does. Cause, cause they have, they have titles and Harden knows that he's, 
he's teetering on that line of either being remembered in the like Malone, Chris Paul, Barkley camp, and we'll see if the Chris Paul uh, narrative changes, or he's going to enter into some type of different stratosphere. And like, I think he does care because I think the way, I think the way he joined the net shows that he cared. Like he was, Look, we I think all three of us were tweeting this and even said it on podcast. He was almost too differential at the uh, a deferential at the beginning. Like he was like really trying to fit in and not um, He needed to be though. He he needed to be But he to, was to... like the guy, he was like the guy that joins, he was like the guy that joins the friend group from a different city and and instead of like being the guy that tries to make jokes, he was trying to be like, "Oh yeah, like and just being He's very laughing at everyone's jokes." Like that. Where's that? I said he was laughing at everyone's jokes. Yeah, exactly. He was laughing at everyone's jokes. He was, you know, he was like holding the door for people. That's what he was doing his first couple, his first couple of weeks, like in 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 Brooklyn. And and honestly, that's what he probably sh- should have been doing. But so it I'm made us a better team, I think. I think I well, think uh, that helped. Uh, James Kyrie's... is a brilliant player. What, what he was doing early on with the Nets was figuring out where his spots would come, and, yep. and they were in turn figuring out how to to use him as well he he's the most complete player we have he he's the guy if you really were down to one guy he'd be the one you want to have because he because he helps get he can get his and and get others involved too i mean it's 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 durant number one harden number two and and it's 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 hard for me to say i think james is better than kevin right now no yeah. No. Not did you did you see what we just he's saw? He's averaging like a triple. Look, look he scored you've, great. You've never seen that from. I mean, it's not, you've it's never not seen that from um, um, Harden, even when he was alone. You've yeah, never they, seen they, him they, do. They, they dominate what in different Katie ways. They, they dominate in different ways. You know, he would have thirty points, thirteen assists, and nine rebounds. But that's exactly what KD did have. KD had forty nine points. Well, yeah, sixteen. Once. You know, some kind of mad number of rebounds, and uh, you know he had a triple double. I think Durant you know, I think alone Durant a, with I think with Durant everyone ceiling. On. I think Durant's a ceiling raiser, and I think Harden's a floor raiser. I think I think with Harden, it's hard to be it, it's hard to be like that bad. Whereas if you actually want to win a title, you need to have Durant. Well, look, they need them both. So we're, I mean, we're, no, we're they, kind of look, they clearly look. I mean, I, I think we can all agree that those t- even if you had just those two. You're winning a title because we thought they were winning a title with just KD and Kyrie. So, like, going forward, I think they need all three. I, 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 I don't know how they just go ahead and just forego the the regular season, or they just use the regular season to try stuff, which they basically did this year. Um, uh, I, I think that the, I, my fear, and you guys could comment on, take turns commenting on what I'm about to say is. My fear is that there's a, a changing of the guard in the NBA. You're seeing Trey Young go really far in the playoffs. You're seeing Devin Booker go really far in the playoffs. They're, they're having those first couple of years of, you know, like Jordan, the first couple of years where he had to get his ass kicked by Detroit, you know, in learning how to win. And so... We're Detroit. <laughs> we we've got the small window to to win because the Jason Tatum's are coming up, the the uh you know the Devin Booker's. Shoot, I I think Ja and Jaron Jackson is building something special in in Memphis. If they could get their you know organization together, uh, they could be dope. So where where do you put us? I I feel like we need all three. Because now we're contending into into the new uh, a group of guys who are going to dominate the NBA for the for the next you know ten years. Well, yeah. look, first. I mean, I Trey Young's fantastic, you know, but Trey Young and uh, Bogdanovich and Gallinari aren't beating Durant and Harden and Durant and Irving and Harden. It's just not happening, right? You know, a lot of these teams. Kudos to Phoenix and Atlanta. They're they're good teams. You know, but particularly like Phoenix, how much were they aided by injuries themselves? They would have been home. They were losing to that that Laker team. They were done. They were not going to win that series if he doesn't get hurt. There's just no way. And so, yeah, they're a good team. But like opening opening night next year, every player in the NBA is healthy. The Nets are going to be the odds-on favorites in Vegas to win the title. Yeah, I. So, I think there's two ways of looking at it. 
you can either look at it in a in a more pessimistic way, which is you know, which is you know like in whenever you have the changing of the guard, usually it happens with with injuries. It's not just that the players get worse. Mm-hmm. Or you can view it, or you can view it the way that I kind of do, which is like if you were gonna play out the playoffs a hundred times, then that's basically got like the 98th like percentile like bad luck like i mean more or less like it happened it couldn't have happened at a worse time both the, both the injuries both the injuries happened during, uh during the playoffs um i mean sorry during the uh during the buck series and so like i, I against a team where we really couldn't afford to just be with duran because i as we all thought like the 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 bucks the winner of that series we all thought was going to be the the title winner and look i t- i totally echo what bam says i think like i think you look at the suns and i think this idea that like chris paul has um has uh, conquered all playoff demons is like kind of asinine like he got through the i mean like honestly like he, he like davis i mean the lakers t- i was watching that game four the lakers were gonna go up three one before the davis injury happened in i think like the second or third quarter of game four he then plays the nuggets without uh, Murray, who they sweep, and and Michael Porter Jr.'s back was acting up again, and then he gets to play the Clippers without Kawhi. I mean, like, like, like at a certain at, at a certain point, you have to deal. I, I get that injuries are part of reality, but you also have to deal with like what's actually likely to happen again, and that's why for me it's hard to for me it's hard to go that crazy about the injury stuff because you know, like, like. Kyrie obviously gets hurt, but if Kyrie had the injury in the regular season as opposed to the playoffs, like we're not talking about this stuff. If Harden, who gets hurt, actually had his first injury with the Nets, and look, Eve, as you're saying, you might be totally right, and this could be the beginning of something bad with Harden because he's getting older and he's heavy. And but I, I don't know. I just I still think that like what they did to the Bucks those first two games, even without Harden, was so unbelievable i mean even them winning for anyone who was there like i know i was there at game one and i was like oh great this is like this team is completely cursed and little did i know they they may they might be with the Kyrie injury but like even them still like putting together wins over over the over the box by a lot in game one and we saw how much they had struggled in game five and seven at home and that was totally different just like just having Kyrie there or not like i, I don't know so it, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to think that they're in this dark, dark place, but obviously they have stuff to do with the roster this this uh, this summer. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. I I I I just want to say I agree with you guys. It 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 it's kind of like a there's like a small voice inside of me that's saying these things that agrees with everything that you're saying, but then there's this like because I'm so freaking sad <laughs> that um that I I think all you these got negative first... thoughts. You got your first dose of net fan reality, and people wonder why I'm pessimistic. This is why I always what? anticipate I, something I, will go wrong. I was a Nick fan. I've had I've suffered more in in the time that I can remember. I've suffered way more than Nets fans have. You guys have had a couple of good years. I I I have some Howard Isley years. I have weather. Oh, so do dude, we had a twelve and seventy season. I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the Knicks whole first ten years in in uh, the two thousands was like <laughs> a twelve a one long twelve and seventy season over ten years. It's horrible. Here's <laughs> the real scary part. The scary part is if this happens again. Yep. Do, do, are these guys even here for a third season? Are they going to sign extensions this off season yeah, or that's not? Good question. If they don't sign extensions, that tells you that there's a let's keep our options open idea. And I, even if they signed an extension, I understand there would be opt outs after, you know, probably two years into it. But you want to be able to at least be guaranteed two seasons more with these guys. Because, so, like you said, they, they pumped it the first year, knowing Durant would be hurt. This year got dismem- you know, dismantled by the injury. Mm-hmm. If it happens again, <laughs> it could be over and done with. As yeah, I mean, it began. Look, the, the the if they don't, I mean, if like if they don't sign extensions with them this this summer, then there's there's also way bigger issues than than not only like them winning. That would basically tell me that there's something within the organization that's not as awesome as what's been being told because 
I mean, to be honest, the, like the three of them are not spring chickens. They're not old, yeah. but they're not fucking young. And so Sean I mean, Marks didn't seem positive. He didn't seem confident today. It was very weird. He went in the press conference. He was like, he, they, he asked, he was asked about this and he's, and Sean Marks response was, well, we're committed to them. <laughs> Almost as if he was trying to say, well, we're not sure if they're committed to us. You know, yeah. I mean, you have you have to assume these conversations have happened already, in in some way, shape, or form, right? They they're these guys are integral parts of the organization. They're not your average employee and your average player who shows up to practice, does their job, and goes home. They're they're discussing organizational decisions with them in mind. So you have to think that 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 conversation has come up. I'm I'm assuming before he traded for James, they you know gauged his interest in. How long do you expect to be here? What are you thinking long-term for your career? Because if he was like, well, I'm going to just come here for two years. I'm going to go finish my career somewhere else. You know, <laughs> that's a different story. You know, these are things we're just not privy to. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't, I don't see the <laughs> – I, I personally think that they're all going to – I think they're all going to be here for, for more than at least like one year, whether they start doing one-and-ones or whatever. But, I mean, look, you're talking about three guys who – obviously have made a lot of money and obviously are probably good enough to, or pretty close to being good enough to like still get hurt and still get some type of deal. But I mean, even, but I don't know. I mean, like you look, you look at, let's just go like player by player. You look at Durant, like he, he moved all of his, he moved all his offices here. His like 35 ventures, uh, uh, office is like legitimately three blocks away from where, from where I live. And obviously his like right-hand man manager is from, is from New York and it seems like he's, he wants to be here and post up here. Kyrie like has, I mean, I know that Kyrie is not one for keeping all of his promises, but Kyrie has basically said as much as he can about how this is about how this is home. And Harden seems like he wants to play with the, with the two of them for a while and, and that they're getting along. So it's, it's, it's hard for me to think that they're not signing. Obviously I'm a neurotic net fan, so I'm going to be nervous about them until the, until the, uh, until the ink is completely dry. But I don't know. I, I, I would be, I like would legitimately be in a league that where it's hard to be shocked. I would be pretty surprised if the three of them aren't signed up for at least another two years, including next year, if not three or four. Yeah. I'm not going to enjoy basketball until they win a championship or if they, or to, or they leave or whatever. It's just, it's, it's just going to be nerve wracking because everything is going to, you know, we're going to be looking at these guys like ticking time bombs. Um, but I don't I, look at it like that. I I I think I, think, I really don't. They, I, all, I think I, all their games will age well. Maybe uh, besides right. Kyrie. Mm, I don't know. But even if Kyrie becomes, I I, I agree. Cause, but but I think even if Ky, first of all, Kyrie was in the best shape of his life this year. Like, there's no doubt in my like he yeah. was. Like you look at pictures of him. I was watching that video of KD doing like those moves at the Olympic camp, and you look at Kyrie and like his face was rounder, and he was like kind of like a bigger dude. Like he was in. Phenomenal- he doesn't eat meat anymore. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was. In- He's a vegan. He doesn't get I mean, even get eggs, protein, so or fish. Durant, or I mean, Durant was in was clearly like I mean from like a just a like honestly it felt like from a cardio standpoint like Durant playing like 50 minutes or like back to back to back games was not something that he was doing ever like yeah. so I, I don't know I mean the the thing like I, I try not I try not to be a prisoner of the moment because I think in sports it's really hard not to do that and like the way that I just that I just feel about the season is like even if even if every team was healthy like they're like they're. I think they're getting through the East with ease, and like maybe they would have run into some trouble with the Lakers. But like, if they make it to the finals and lose, or even win a title, none of us are nervous at all about them leaving. And that's and I think Duran and Harden and Irving, like they're not, they're, like they don't have anyone to blame or like a coaching decision or like e- even the Joe Harris thing. Like at the end of the day, they all know that like if Harden and if Harden and uh, Kyrie stay healthy, they're probably good. Like this wasn't like some roster failure by Marks. Like a lot of the guys that they brought in were people that they, that they themselves wanted. Like that's, well, that's what people are like, Oh, they traded all their depth away. Like, great. So like Atlanta has depth, but 
take Trey Young off the team. Not even two guys. Just take Trey Young off the yeah, team. Tell me how that depth does. Right, that's, but, so that's my exact point. Is like so if you're like I think I think KD and, and Kyrie and Harden are all pretty rational. And my point is just like like what like what, what was on the roster that could have been on the roster that, that Mark's really made a good swing. I think on Marcus Aldridge. Um, mute your phone, whoever that was. <laughs> um, I think I think Sean Marks sees clearly that 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 there needs to be changes, right? He said there will be changes. Um, what does that mean? Who? What? What? What, what well, kind well, of changes into, are they going to make? This goes into my this goes into my exact point that, that that I said to you a bunch of times, which is that and 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 I got into arguments with a ton of people, <clears throat> which was that the Nets are beyond capped out. And so if they if they know, and they must be talking to him because he's a Rock Nation client and whatnot, if they know that Dinwiddie wanted his own team and wants to go to fucking Detroit or Chicago or Sacramento or whoever it is, then they sh- then it was malpractice for them to not trade him because that was an asset and a, and a spot where they could have matched salaries and gotten another job, yeah. gotten yeah. another handler. So like if, if Dinwiddie leaves and they get nothing for him, that's a big, big mess because – because that, like that, you can't. The worst thing you can do in this league is lose assets for nothing. That like that that cannot happen. Yeah, that, I I have to agree. I have to agree. I mean, you want to give Marks a pass for everything because he's he's built a super team, and we appreciate him. But uh, that he would be fumbling the bag if um if uh if we get nothing for Dinwiddie. Well, look, if the Kelly Oubre dig was real, I mean, that, that, that's shocking that they would turn that down under these circumstances. The only way you turn that down is if you feel like – I feel like if we had Dinwiddie last night, we win the championship. I mean, not oh, yeah. just I, – I think we go we go forward. If if at Dinwiddie chucking will hit will, – will do better than three of nine. Uh, Joe Harris for the, for the series, Joe Harris – and Ben Simmons shot the same from three. That, like, think about that. It's so tough to we, explain that. If it, it, it's very tough. To, it's mental. Well, look, and that's, it's, and that's, it, it can only be mental. It can only be. Uh, what was that guy's name? Anderson played for uh, played for um, the Orlando Magic back in the Penny and, and Shaq days. He oh, wow. just got the yips at at the free throw line. Do you guys remember that? Nick Anderson, yes. Do you remember that, Bam? I don't remember him getting the yips, but I was like eight or yeah, nine years old when he was throws. playing. Oh man, look, dude was a shooter, more scorer than shooter, but you know, one of those you know uh, mid nineties shooters and the, of scorers. And he got yeah, the he yips. was like a Hersey, He was the, the same player as Hersey Hawkins. Uh, a, a little bit more like modern than Hersey Hawkins. Like he was, he was like, you know, he, I, there's, I'm, I'm having a, a hard time, like, like a smaller Tim Thomas type of thing. He's athletic, but he could shoot. Just threes. a different era, man. Like players yeah. are just so different now. You don't have, like, he could not play in today's NBA. <laughs> the Joe Harris, the Joe Harris thing to me is, is, is interesting because I actually think we're hitting on a point that I think a lot of places haven't talked about, which is that, look, I've already did my, done my spiel about how I think it's like what's so frustrating about what was so frustrating about the Joe Harris thing was that every single guy on the team, you really felt like, like stepped up to the plate and had like at least a pretty good series. Or even if they didn't have a great series, it was because they were hurt with like the Jeff Green thing or the, uh, what you, or, uh, Blake or obviously Harden's playing on a horrible hammy but the but the huge thing that you see is this is why playing with a KD and a Harden but really playing with like a KD is it's so imperative to have guys that step up to the plate because you're because at the end of the day you're kind of dealing with history like when you look back at like a Jordan like he got the Paxson three. He got the Kerr three. Like you need guys who have cojones and like step up and make big shots. And if you're not ready to be there, like you you like you can't be on the floor. And, and like if there's any, and I don't really want to criticize Nash because I honestly think he was like I, I think he wasn't really he didn't really have much to deal with. And I think like blaming him is just like a 
a few that's times. where I was that was where I was going next is is like how much of this is on Nash I, I, bam you're you're the Nash killer how <laughs> well, much his, of this his, is on his, him? his handling of game three we, how many times did I say you know they they would blow late game leads they had bad execution down the stretch in a lot, lot of games in a lot of games that they won they bumbled their way to the finish and I said those are the kind of things that can come back and you lose that game in the playoffs, and it, and it changes the series. And, and yeah. the only thing I'll kill him for is Game Three. You know, but even up. in Game Three, like I again, I I'm not be I'm beating up on Joe Harris because he deserves it. But they're, they're separate. <laughs> they're, they're separate entities. And the player not hitting his shot. But if he makes one cannot. shot, but he but the coach can't control that. He can only can control what he can control. And from the point Durant hit a three to go up with about a minute and a half, the team bundled the, the final of the game. No no more better example than up one, they get a rebound with about 35 seconds. Yep. No time. He's got two timeouts. He doesn't use one. They wind up with the Bruce Brown 10-footer with 10 seconds on the shot clock. No one knows they have a foul to give. No one sprints back on defense. They The Bucks get an easy, inexcusable layup, and they lose the game. And subsequently, they lost the season. And a player, probably, they probably Curry probably doesn't get hurt. In a game where they're up 3-0, that intensity level would have been totally different. But that's where you can really point to it. That was the if Nash had a bad moment in the playoffs, that was it. You know, after that point, I think he was just you know dealing with a bad deck. See, I I have more of an issue. I'm I'm curious what you guys think. Like, like I was at I mean I was at games one and seven, so I wasn't at I wasn't at five or uh, or two. But like, and I guess two doesn't matter because Harris actually shot well in that game. Like. Harris got to the point where, you know, we all have like those moments in like, whether it's like little league or when you're playing rec basketball or whatever it is where, you know, like you realize like, Oh, I'm not an NBA player because not only do I have not have the physical skills, but like you have moments where like the nerves get to you and you don't want the ball in your hands. And like Harris, even when he like Harris, when he was going around picks, it looked like he was almost taking like the longer route. So he wasn't getting the ball. He on defense became an absolute liability. He, like wasn't looking for his shots even coming across screens and like to me that that was the only thing where i could kind of be like why not just put in like fucking uh shamit like i thought shamit like had no, energy he was, I, oh no no yeah, I, look, like, just I, look at just look at what shamit shot he, he wasn't going to help the situation but it's either. also but it's but it's also hard i mean it's hard for a shooter like him who who needs to be in rhythm to like to to be, to be mad at him if he's 0 for 1 or 0 for 2 like he's i mean He's not. He, he's not playing at all. The reason why I even brought up, and you can and you can um, uh, respond, react to this, um, Bam. I, the reason why I even brought up Harris again wasn't to just belabor the point that he's the reason or the difference between um, you know uh, 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 Nash having a good series or not. I brought him up because. It's that's how you when you're looking at Din- Dinwiddie's value. Yeah. The the question that you have to imagine as a GM is like, all right, if I have Dinwiddie too, does does that give me Kyrie insurance? Like I they agree. they had a hell of a time, and they will have a hell of a time looking for another point guard to give to give them Kyrie insurance. Like like the Nets bad luck. Just isn't just losing Kyrie; it's losing Dinwiddie and Kyrie. Because yep. if we had Dinwiddie, you know, I, I don't think I don't think we're even worried he about the fact that. Uh, totally right. The, yeah, the, they, that's the yeah. biggest. The biggest Dinwiddie thing is that he's is that he's hardened in Kyrie insurance, and he's he's skilled enough that on a he could he can be your he can be a, your first or second leading scorer on a mediocre to bad team. And if they had him, they're probably. If if they had him, they're probably fine. Like even right. with even with the which is insane to say. How many other teams can say, "Oh yeah, we lost James Harden and Kyrie Irving, but we have we have this other guy who has the biggest chip on his shoulder I've ever seen and thinks he's better than everyone on the court." Yeah, and, I, I was picturing it, Sam. I was picturing it, seeing him drive to the basket and just you know draw fouls and just taking some of the pressure off of KD. Oh like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think we need him, right, Bam? I mean, look, he's not coming back. I don't, I don't think he wants to be here anymore. I don't think he's interested in being a third ball handler. 
And I, I can't say that I blame him for that. But, yeah, obviously not having him this season, first off, it, it could have altered the trade package where maybe he goes instead of Jared Allen. Right. Maybe he goes and Karis LeBert doesn't go. Who knows? That That's another thing. That's another argument we can make in trying to, like, figure out where do we go from here is I also think if we had Jared Allen starting at center, one, I don't think we get have those early uh, uh, leads that that we always had to overcome from from the Bucks, and um, not because he would have scored, but because he would have defended <laughs> better than. Well, how about this? They yeah, but Blake was Blake was pretty good though. I don't think so. I think he was, I think he was passable, but how I don't think this? I don't think he was good. He could Blake did you know he he gave you the most he could. But how many times did Giannis miss a, uh, the back end of a free throw and they get a rebound and hit a three? Yeah, it happened. It it, it happened late in the game. It was a huge killer. We were up five and he missed two. That they got almost, the rebound and they hit a three. Well, almost as bad as Joe missing that three. Almost as bad as Joe hitting that three, is is that is not getting the rebound for off of that free throw. Like mission accomplished. You put Giannis on the line. He misses. And you don't secure the rebound? Yeah, you're up five with like two and a half minutes to go. I mean, that's a huge swing in the game. Also, he gives you a lob thread. We, 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 how many – Blake can't catch a lob, you know, unless the entire scenario plays out perfectly for him to get the you – know, he, he needs a lot the of momentum runway. into the jump. You know, we had no vertical threat, which was the one reason to – you know, one argument for playing Jordan is he does give you that vertical spacing that they, they really lacked with Griffin. Griffin at this stage of his career is a good backup center who can come in. He can give you points. You know, when you have guys missing, he can step up and score. But, yeah, he's not a starting center anymore, you know, at all. Yeah, unfortunate. Would have been nice if we could have kept uh, Jared Allen. But, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge comes to the Nets. The guy's been fine. He's got a heart problem. He retires. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? You don't think we could have used him? He would have gave them some baskets. He can hit a yeah. 17-footer. You can post him up yeah, the when you need a basket. He can get an offensive rebound. He can set a screen. He can so, pass. So LaMarcus and Dinwiddie thing you know, were, were like when you just when you just think about them and you even take the Kyrie and Harden thing out of the picture, which is actually like an amazing testament to what Marks did in terms of the fact that he, it's like even if you take away two of the best like six scorers in basketball, but um, what's what's amazing is that Dinwiddie and, 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 and Aldridge, let's say those two guys are healthy. Both those guys just know how to get a bucket. And, like, the Nets, I don't know, like, what, about you guys. I, like, started losing my mind watching, like, Bruce Brown and Blake struggle to just, like, hand the ball off back to oh KD. It, it literally, oh. it literally, <laughs> oh it literally felt like it, – it, 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 it felt like uh, – uh, like a sixth grade game where like there's only three there's only one guy on, on the team who knows how to dribble with his right and left hand and you're just like no we got to give it back to like timmy because he's the only guy who has who, who's who started puberty yet so we got to give him the ball like, <laughs> like it was like it was actually ridiculous i was like i was screaming because because i was losing like you watch bruce brown and he like he took two dribbles got nervous Put, like held the ball like it was his child, and then waited for KD to like run up to him and, and and grab the ball. And the amount of time that was wasted was 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 just unbelievable. Like it was another I mean, argument for needing Dinwiddie. Yeah, like I, I, I again, I don't know if they can do it. I and maybe Dinwiddie wants his his own team, but. If they got nothing for Dinwiddie, that that was a mistake. Well, Mark's intimated today that you know pretty strongly that they're going to be open to some sort of assistance on the side and trade. If you actually look, there's not a lot of teams with cap space, so mm-hmm. for Dinwiddie to get his money, it may have to come via sign and trade. Um, so the Nets can maybe get a a player back or even another draft choice or something to that effect. Right. They gotta get him back, or they gotta get something back, or else it's trade a trade exception. It's a, it's a bit. You cannot like you when when you're this far over the cap with every asset you have, you gotta you gotta get something back in return. This is what happened with the Celtics. You look at the Celtics; they 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 lost Hayward for nothing. It's a huge, huge. Well, huge hold on, Sam. They they did sign and trade into the Hornets. They got a, a massive trade exception in return yeah, to Kevin Fournier. Yeah, they got Evan Fournier and, with it. That's true. That's true. They ended up using it for Fournier, but like, 
but and they, now they have his bird rights. But they also, but they also could They're have not signing him back. He's trash. that's what. Uh, no, no, that's, that's a good point. Stephen said mistaken, but they could have also gotten. Uh, they were also offered a deal where they could have gotten McDermott and Miles Turner, which like you could like like and, and and so the Fournier thing happened kind of late. On top of the fact that Fournier is like historically one of the worst playoff basketball players ever, but that's kind of besides the point. But I mean. You Forget just, the player. That that's what. The, then that's that. That would probably be the best case scenario. Is they send a sec. Whoever Dinwiddie signs with, they send them a a second round pick. Then that's got a trade back exception back in it along. You know, and then they you know hope at the deadline somebody's just looking to shed some salary. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just think like look because the, the huge thing is that even that if you sound sign, good, let's say you sign back Dinwiddie and you basically tell him even though even if he doesn't necessarily want to stay with them. It's at least it's at least a player in that mid, you know, like a lot of like the the NBA like salary cap guru guys will always talk about how like you know you you like you need to have guys now that are in that sweet spot between fifteen and twenty one million dollars a year that are kind of like in between. They're not max guys, but they're in between, so they can, you can still trade them for either like two littler pieces or a bigger piece. And that's where Joe Harris is also, which is a whole other topic of <laughs> of what his future is with the. Uh, with the Nets, but I, I, like that's I mean, what I don't I mean I don't totally get the whole the whole Dinwiddie thing because it seems like it seems like if he wanted his own team, that's something that could have that should have been like absolutely thrown out there and that everyone would have known about. And so I just don't. That's why I'm just so confused about everything about it. And Marx isn't one to waste any opportunity with an asset. And so I'm just, th- th- that whole situation, I'm, I'm a little confused about, but look, I mean, they have, they have big, big, big decisions to make on, uh, on Blake. Is Jeff Green going to go try to cash in? Is Bruce Brown going to go try to cash in? Because as we've seen, like those, th- these three guys, as good as they are, and you only, and you honestly only need two of the three, but they clearly need other help. And the, like you look at these championship teams that are top heavy Every team needs those needs those role player guys to step up, whether it's you know like the Battiers or the Mike Millers or the James Posies or the Eddie Houses, whoever it is. Like, I'll, need- I'll give you a name to watch. Who has a, a you know non guaranteed contract that looks like his team is not going to pick up, and he doesn't seem happy there. A team that's probably going to look to reshape the roster in some ways. Nurkic. Uh, they can't. They can't get him. He's come. He's had. Coming off, he had a bad injury the year before. He did not have a good season this year. You know, he's an older big man. They don't tend to get paid. I think that I don't think it's impossible. I think PJ Tucker might be on the team next year. Well, PJ Tucker, yeah, he'd be a guy that gets like a you know a minimum or a taxpayer mid level something like that. Look, they're definitely gonna, they're definitely going to have players like I think. I mean, look, I th- I think JJ might be on the team that this coming year. Oh, um, no, no interest in that. Yeah, I don't know. Right, I think I he's there. shot. I, yeah, I, I don't know what the interest is in him, but um, I, I think there's definitely going to be guys that that are that are out there and that are going to want to play for the Nets or for Nash, who are, like whoever it is. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm honestly a little concerned because Eve went from being the most positive person in the in the in the five boroughs, and now I and now I'm like wondering what his pulse is. I I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't think well, I'm gonna be right. To be happy about. I, I I don't think I'm gonna be right until I, I see them winning games again. And I, I like I said, I'm 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 worried about the future of the team. I realize from this playoffs that they need more. They need more horses. They no, they don't. They need their horses that they have. Uh, but they need a backup to their horses. Like they don't. They don't <laughs> even have a point. They don't have a backup center, and they don't have. They don't have a backup center. Well, look, and they don't have gonna, a. They don't have a um, backup point guard. Well, the backup center will be Nick Claxton, yeah, right. You know, for the regular season, and then they're going to have to find a starter. Even a guy like Alex Len would help immensely. Just like a big body that can catch and finish down there. Yep, I I I, I agree. I think they. I th- look. Um, they. What you call? They got. They got a little. They got a little cute. I think with the roster in that they. They probably thought like, oh, you know, we're, you know, I can't even say they probably got cute because as, as Bam said, like the, 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 the unluckiness with the roster is also not Marx's fault. Like the Aldrich thing would have been, 
would have been huge. Obviously, the Dinwiddie thing. I think not signing PJ Tucker was a mistake. I was I well, wasn't but... looking at PJ Tucker, but I feel like they could have gotten PJ Tucker, and not getting him was a mistake. Well, let's say they signed Aldridge and Tucker, and then they lose Aldridge. You know, have Griffin. Now you know you're fucked at the five. You don't think he, he was looking at the five position? Like I have nothing there. I'm going to sign two guys capable of playing the five. That's what I need. And if those guys stay healthy, I think they make a better impact for the Nets than, than Can I say Tucker does. I got. I, I have a non-personnel thing that I actually think is is actually thing that I'm the most nervous about, and I know that Bam will probably agree with me on this. There's also the elephant in the room of. Uh, Udoka, Vaughn, and D'Antoni are all up for three different jobs, and like I think those guys like were coaching the team as much as Nash was, and th- like that's going to be a big, big change. I mean, I know they'll be able to get whatever assistance they want because it's a coveted job, and as you can see, like it's clearly become a feeder to get a head coaching position. But those those three guys definitely meant a ton to that to that team this year, and I'd I'm- be shocked if more than one of them got a job. You think you'd be shocked if more than one of them got a job? Yeah, I think two of them are getting, are getting I think a job. Vaughn, I think Vaughn has no shot. I think Udoka. My prediction is I think Udoka might get the Celtics job, and I think D'Antoni is gonna. I think D'Antoni's definitely gonna be gonna be flirting around a lot of these places. Yeah, D'Antoni might get Portland. I don't think so. I think I think his best shot is probably Indiana. Wow. I, well, if, I'm Port- if I'm Portland, I'm not hiring a guy that's had a history of falling short. Well, look, the Milwaukee position also may be open if they lose to the Bucs. And, and honestly, even if they And Carlisle's out there, too. Don't forget, like, he's getting a job if he wants one. Yeah, Carlisle's going to get the best job. But I think you guys Whatever understand. Whatever the best job is. Like, I think my, my point is obviously that those assistants obviously played a massive role this year. And look. And behind the scenes, definitely, and even during the game, you could you can see it. And so, and and like, who knows how much of a voice Nash is, or whether Nash is more like Nash might just be more of like a CEO type. You know, he he's great with the media. He he knows how to handle like the big big issues with players. But you know, like this is also a team where if when you're trying to win a title, everything's got to be perfect. He's the perfect startup founder. You want the guy that smiles and the investors like him and you know he's not, he doesn't really do anything <laughs> but he he raises tons of re- tons of um investment dollars and he's a good face for the corporation in in the media and then behind the scenes there's great there's a great tech CTO there's a great marketing officer and there's and there's a great um uh, uh, uh chief financial officer that that all would be horrible as CEO but um, but um, is I, Becky I, Hammond gonna get a job? Yeah, I think she is. I don't think she is. No, why not? Because I think it's a type of. I think she's gonna get to the finals of all these things, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, she got so close," and then she won't get it. I think she has as an NBA, as an NBA. Like I, I think the NBA ownerships will would, would. Right now, people are kind of like. There's a lot of teams that have mailed it in that said we don't have talent nowhere near this talent. Here's an issue with hiring Becky Hammond, the first female coach. You're leashed with her if things aren't going well. If it's if it's quick, you, you could be criticized. If it's, she's just like a disaster, you know, like the players aren't. First off, you'd have to probably run it by your stars. It's it's a oh. sexist thing, but it's a sexist world. Are you comfortable being coached by a female? Being the first team, the only team in the league to have a female coach, you know, and if, if it's going really poorly, she's being tuned out, and you fire her quick, there is some PR nightmare behind that. It's it's a tough divorce. But well, we don't so have I, to I worry think, about that. No, I think I think her best bet is waiting for Popovich to retire. Possible, possible. I I think she goes to like a a team that doesn't have any stakes. I mean, I'm sorry, but you're looking at a tank, and she goes the Pelicans, there and wows them. If you're the Pelicans, who are like, I'm hearing they're talking about hiring Teresa Weatherspoon. I mean, no offense, I don't want to sound sexist, but that goes poorly. That's just gonna be another thing you tack onto the list of why Zion left in four years. Yeah, I mean that's definitely. Yeah, I, I mean with <laughs> that's a ballsy move, man. Yeah, you, they can't do it. You got it has to be another team that has no shot. Like Orlando. Orlando, that she'd be great there. Go and make them play defense, and and you know. 
muck up their way to. to yeah, it's how do you handle the locker room? These or guys are just naked with their cocks hanging out. It's got to be a place with a. She's not in the cop. It's got to be. Uh, she's married. With a oh, with a well, GM with a GM and, a, and a, or, or some type of front office person that's that's really well respected and where you can't second guess them. So like if if it was like if it was like a, like someone who like Riley or Popovich or one of those guys signed off on and then it's like all right you have to kind of listen up and do, and do whatever because those because you know it's it's kind of like how how Spolster got him like even though they all wanted him fired he he got to stay because Riley gave him the 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 approval. That's what you kind of need with. That. I'm sure, like I'm sure, everyone like speaks glowingly about Becky Hamm. I'm sure she could do it. I, I agree with Bam that I'm sure the if things go south, it's a fucking. It's always hard in, for in assistant fan, in coaches in the NBA to 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 show how like in the NFL you you got a good defensive coordinator, you got a good offensive coordinator. It's easy to see that you know they might have a chance to be a head coach. It's hard to see like like do we really know if Ime Udoka can be a really good coach? No. Yeah, and, and let's be honest. Everybody says great things about Becky Hammond, but like if you said something negative about her, it's it would come off as like crass and almost uh, you'd be like ostracized for it. So like who yeah. fucking knows if Becky Hammond can stand in front of NBA All Stars and command their attention? And I'm I'm totally aware of the sexist undertones here, and I'm not trying to be sexist, but it is a reality of of the of the situation and the complications that would come of hiring a female. Yeah, it's a it's a risk. It's. It's a risk, but it shouldn't be. I, I think Honestly, she... Brooklyn's probably the best place for a female coach to start out. To be to be honest, just with the fan base, you know, yeah, maybe maybe when we're rebuilding, like San Antonio, <laughs> San Antonio. you like you San wouldn't Antonio risk it now if Nash stepped down. If, if Nash stepped down, Wait, you wouldn't take. And Becky by the way, right I just want to say one thing, which I because I, me and my my. Uh, my when I when I was leaving the Barclays Center, I obviously called my dad, who goes back to the. Long Island that stays and is 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 very sick of of uh of of losing, and he was nervous also about them about all of them opting out and you know this whole thing being horrible and all the Rockets draft all the picks going to the Rockets and everything. The only thing I can say to that, which and as we've said on this podcast, I'm nervous about uh, them possibly leaving, but we do have a guy who got us already got us out of a fucking hellhole and like I'm. And and now he's shown that he can do it, and that he can lure big time talent, and has made Brooklyn and the Nets organization into a place that people want to go to. So yeah, I, but even him, if this hits rock bottom, he could just be like, I'm gonna go pursue a job somewhere else. I don't want to go through this all over again. You know, this, let me go fix the Lakers. He wants to get paid more. You know, he wants. You know. He doesn't like to control it. Maybe he gets a little power hungry. You know, a million things can arise. A lot of this is going to come down to, and like Eve, you've talked about it because I think you have more of a, a an ear on the ground to this type of stuff. A lot of this is going to be is going to come down to does Cy want to pay for, let's say, the most expensive roster ever? Because like if he if he if he's willing to and he talks the talk and then walks the walk, then like they'll be they should be fine and they'll be able to get whoever they want but if he starts penny pinching like what Prokhorov did after the first couple of years then you have really big fucking issues that's i mean well that, in fairness to side though like you're asking him if he signed Spencer Dimity to 18 million dollars a year it's like a 54 million dollar a year contract for a third ball handler i mean that's that's some serious coin you know to ask uh, these guys don't become rich by being you know oh, wild with their money that's that is uh one one thousandth of one eighth of his breath of 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 his wealth. He he's insanely rich, and he he's gotten richer. And this asset that that is the Brooklyn Nets. I always try to say that, like for him, is is, is the team becoming worth more? And since he paid two point two billion for the team in the building, uh, the building is worth more. The property value has gone up. The fact that they keep winning, the value of the team goes more. Like it's not going to go to three billion. Like it's probably somewhere in the two point six, two point seven billion. But you got these other teams that's selling for close to that number, and they're not in New York. So his his investment is. You know, I'm not like, saying he can't afford it, but like Amazon can afford to pay its workers more, and they don't. Like these rich guys, right? But like that's, this, that's look at it very pragmatically. That's but you're you're talking about MBAs who are making who are making decisions down the line for for line items that they're responsible for. Like their 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 KPI or, or or numbers they're supposed to hit is like how do we make this whole thing cheaper? 
So it's not like it's not like it's any sweat off of Jeff Bezos's balls. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's got two hundred seventeen billion dollars. He doesn't care. It's it's just the principle of capitalism that they're that they're trying to keep up with. But this is a toy. Stock this holders is a and stuff too, right? Yeah, this is a billionaire's toy, right? And well, look, so, it's not my money. Fuck him. I want pay it, you asshole. But I just I I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I don't think um, Marx wants to be, you know, uh, hamstrung. He likes some kind of thing, but they have very little ways to get talent. And we talked about Spencer Dinwiddie way too long. Let, let's let's close this out and saying, give everybody um, something to feel good about the Brooklyn Nets. Well, I'll say that it's it's a short off season. We won't have to wait long to see them back on the floor. You know, October is right around the corner. The summer always goes fast. Football starts in you know really in August because of the training camp and the preseason games. It'll divert your attention and lead us right back up to October, and we'll be the favorites <laughs> again. That's that. If you, as harsh as this feels, we will be the favorites, barring another injury set. On okay. opening night, when the when the season opens, and we'll we'll be the heavy favorites in the East, and we'll be heavy favorites for the title. That's true. You can't you can't deny that, Sam. Give us something to be positive as a Brooklyn Nets fan. So I got a couple of things. One, as both as both of you probably know, and I know we did a pod last last summer where we actually had a bunch of different uh, big time Nets fans on this. I'm a big big draft nerd. I haven't done my my big like scouting yet which i usually like do and like spend a lot of time watching watching the tape and all and, and all that shit um the nets have i think three three second round picks two of which are like decent and i think and i think they also have they also also have their own the 27th pick i think they'll probably i mean look marks has moved picks every single year and I'm, this year may not be any different but i think they could probably use some athleticism and and talent so i'm interested to see if he packages some stuff and tries to move up maybe a little bit in the first round or does he try to move up a package some of the two later picks in the second round to move up because i always think i I think marks has proven he can he can uh he can find talent um and and in all different places even i think like the little bit we saw of like reggie perry was better than what you see for most second round picks here and there so Mm i'm i'm excited about that and honestly i'm I'm far more bullish on the three of them, the, the big three, wanting to stay there, wanting to stay in Brooklyn and be here. I think that they're, I think they care about starting something. I think that the the idea of them going somewhere new again and starting over after everything that's gone on. I'll, I'll I, say this, Sam: if they're smart, for the sake of their championship windows, they'd sign those extensions. I, I agree with you, I, and I think. Right. And by the way, I actually think it helps the team. I actually think that Harden and Kyrie are at the point where if they have another big injury again, I don't they're they're getting they're teetering on 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 with with Harden's weight issues and partying and with Kyrie who's like basically gets hurt basically every year and has played I think half of the available games over the last 5 years or 4 years. Like they're at the point where they're one big injury away from not necessarily getting any guaranteed money. So like you, you saw what happened with Demarcus Cousins. He went from being a Max Bird rights guy, and then before he knew it, you know, you you pop your Achilles, and no one and no one wants you anymore. So I think, I think all those guys, including KD, are going to do something together. I'm excited. I mean, I'm a huge Olympic basketball guy, so I'm excited that Harden's going to be playing in that. Oh God, I'm uh, I'm so pissed they're playing. I don't. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't. I'm it, this it's it. it's you know what? It's Darren Williams. It's that that situation. He should never have played in the Olympics. He should have never played in Turkey, and that never a taking joke. a break ruined him. And I don't understand why, like for as much load management and every fucking thing else, why are these guys playing in the Olympics? No oh, one. So you two, wait, so you two are both. So I'm alone here. You two are both anti Olympics. I don't give a fuck about Team USA. No, no, but, but, no, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't care whether you're you're, you're pro or anti the team itself. But you're, you two are both you two are both anti KD and Harden playing in the Olympics. Absolutely, yes. they've done it. They've got their, their uh, I'm, gold medals. You know, there's just no miles on those guys. Like, 
so be unnecessary. Honest, I'm at the point. I, I have to be honest. I if there's anything that this year, that this year taught me. I think I used to be far more cautious, and I'm just honestly at the fucking point where I thought I thought the Nets did play the whole load management thing this year totally right, and I never really minded the, the their sitting, and they still got absolutely annihilated by injuries. And I'm just at the point where, like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I get that there's thresholds, and like you don't like I don't want KD playing. Every tournament this summer, and I don't want Harden playing in every single like random California LA tournament where, I, which I'm sure they're all they'll all be in this summer. But like, I'd rather, rather him play in the Rucker. I'd rather him play in the Rucker than playing no, the Olympics. Stay out of the parks. Stay well, out of the Olympics. The Olympics, like, it's not to, to me. It's like to me. First of all, for Harden, it's like a way to just fucking like like play and like 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 hopefully You're the Olympic keeps Harden in shape. No, I'm saying performance team. Do your job, hook him up with a chef. <laughs> stop letting him eat, you know, honey pepper, honey um, um pepper wings at the strip club, and 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 get him through these last years of his career. Cause, like, Darren Williams paid the price for being fat and loving basketball. He didn't want to stop playing basketball during the strike. But if he did, he wanted the fucking money. I don't think he had anything to do with his love of the game. Yeah, D will. I mean, D will. D will's a whole other. D will like legitimately did, also did not want to be a number one, let alone maybe even like a number two on a well, title. He just came well, up. Weren't they getting paid that whole time? Like, like did no one missed any money? Well, they got uh, yeah, but while he was waiting, he collected five million. Uh, or playing in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. But did he get hurt? Did he get hurt in Turkey? We no. don't know. It, it's just the mileage on him. He got hurt in the Olympics. He came back from the Olympics. He was like, "Oh, I, I thought I, I thought I was old, but it was bone, it was um, uh, bone spurs." Yeah, I mean, look, I'm gonna watch the. I'll watch and I'll root for those guys. They're playing it. You know, I get it. They just like basketball. But as a fan, I, I guarantee the Nets organization wishes they weren't going. That's like, what people, <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of the press conference, but people said that Marks didn't seem like he was too – that was the one part of the of the uh, press conference where he didn't sound very enthused about it, which I, I, I didn't see the – I find I, – I mean, I've listened to Marks every single week on – he's been on with Moose and Maggie. He's been on with uh, Carden and Roberts. He's been on with e- e- Joe and Evan when they used to do it. And, like, Marks just doesn't really give away anything. He's very yeah, – he's usually a waste of time. He does, he's entertaining, but he doesn't say anything, and his accent makes things fun. But, like, he's – like I don't know what the fuck he's thinking about any of the, any of this shit. Like to me, to be real. Yeah, I, look, we had a rough season. <laughs> um, even though we what, came what's, what's sad is we did it. It's the it's the best winning percentage in team history. They won around. They played in some great games, but the bar has been raised so high that none of it matters. And boy, to sit through eighty two games in the first round again, it's a long road to get back to this moment that we just Oh, had. it's horrible. I, I can't I, I mean I'm that's why I'm already trying to get invested in the in the Mets and then like the Giants and fantasy football because I just need the I I mean I don't know about you guys. I I, I think if there's anything that I've learned from this season and um like I think the NBA just has to uh, take from the NFL and do buys in the in the first round or something because if not like the, like uh, the regular season just seems it's it, it's it, the regular season just seems moronic like it doesn't matter like where you end up seed wise is kind of a fluke like because you never know who's going to be hurt all these series end up with people getting hurt like this is now back to back years where you've had everyone basically be injured and like i don't think it just has to do with covid i think the like the game is physical i i've i mean i've been saying forever i think the court isn't wide enough and these guys are on top of each other that's why everyone keeps on uh, turning ankles and, like, imagine kevin durant on a wider court Lord. there'd be too much scoring <laughs> The league is fine with that. Could not guard him. <laughs> Imagine Kyrie with more with a on a wider court. Like <laughs> that's my positive thing, and 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 we're gonna end it out here. Uh, we hate the Olympics. We don't. We love Joe Harris, but it, it's his fault that we that that we got eliminated. And. <laughs> We still have the very best player in the world with also the other very best player in the world 
And um, and those are positive things, Nets fans. We're not going anywhere. We'll we'll have a draft pod, but this is us closing the door on uh, uh on, on, and let's be honest, it was a great season. It was a a wonderful moment to to know that we had the capability to win the championship. But. Everybody hurts sometimes. <laughs> exactly. And we're the front office uh, pod. I'm at Eve Darboos. That's at Sam Muellachow. And at Pass First 11. My God, Bam. We're not going anywhere. We're going to hurt for a little while. But we're coming back. And we out, everybody. Go Nets. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.